What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Forever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related, and we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. Still moving on, still moving on. This is for my day ones. This is for my day ones. Come on. Please hit that subscribe button and that bell. I'd greatly appreciate it. In case you don't know, I got an album out right now called The Rise of Tim Roosevelt. You can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, wherever you get your music from. Check it out. The Rise of Tim Roosevelt. Songs like Day Ones, Mistakes, Balance. You've heard them on the show. You've heard them in my videos. Uh, give it a listen. Super appreciate it. Thanks for the support. And first story on the docket for this episode. Now, I'll be honest with you. Me, I'm not a fan of Mickey D's. McDonald's, not your boy i don't eat there however this little instance if it came over here to north america might have me change my mind because apparently mcdonald's is launching an epic dragon ball collaboration but it's not over here in north america or pretty much majority of places you would expect mcdonald's may have never made an anime series of their own to focus on the fast food establishment but 2023 has seen the restaurant participating in the anime medium in various ways in recent marketing campaigns mcdonald's featured an advertisement that harkened back to the devil was a part-timer anime series and even created an anime segment of its own in Japan. Now the franchise in Taiwan is teaming up with the Z Fighters as part of a campaign to help push the latest Dragon Ball trading cards. Not only will the new campaign feature cards displaying the likes of Son Goku, Vegeta, Piccolo, Goten, Trunks, Gohan, and many others, but Taiwan's McDonald's restaurants will also feature exclusive packaging and meals dedicated to Akira Toriyama's brainchild. Unfortunately, the fast food franchise hasn't confirmed if the marketing campaign will be making its way to North America. The campaign itself has already begun in Taiwan and will last until October 10th, offering anime fans to collect the Dragon Ball Z character blind card packs, which house four unique trading cards based on the Shonen franchise. And based off of this image, I'm not gonna lie, the packaging on it looks immaculate. The McDonald's, I don't even know, is that like a chicken nugget box or something with Goku on it? They got Frieza, they got the bag with Shenron, they got the drink cup of goku's ghee like it does look pretty freaking awesome i ain't gonna cap you know i'm not a mcdonald's eater by any stretch of the imagination but packaging looks pretty cool they did their thing and it makes me think like yo dog we don't ever get anything like that over here at most we get pokemon once in a while which i think i've heard murmurings pokemon might be making a comeback with another run with some cards or whatnot but i'm just saying dragon ball mcdonald's come on dog i think we had like a burger king campaign like 20 years ago or something a new one is definitely in order but here's how mcdonald's describes the new partnership with the dragon ball franchise specifically partnering up to help in promoting the shonen series latest trading card collectibles dragon ball fans must collect these 18 popular character cards quickly make a wish to the dragon and collect them all presented with the classic characters of dragon ball z popular characters such as goku etc are all majestic and handsome the three series of ssr sr and r cards oh god are those like the Dokkan ratings or something also use different materials to increase their eye-catching appearance including hot stamping mirror effect and pearl scent texture so yeah if you're in Taiwan by any chance you may have the opportunity to get the Dragon Ball McDonald's yo imagine somebody that would go to Taiwan just for this I wouldn't be surprised I've seen crazier yeah 
Moving forward, apparently Netflix's One Piece showrunner is down to tackle Spy Family. In case you don't know, Netflix One Piece has been a massive success. Humongous. People are loving it. So much so that one of the showrunners is like, yo, dog, where am I getting the Spy Family? Which Spy Family got to be one of the most easiest. Like, if you butcher Spy Family with a live action, what, what is wrong with you, dog? Like, if they put the same amount of time and care into a Spy Family live action adaptation as they did, like, One Piece, there's no way you don't nail this it's, it's simple it's literally a, a little girl and a couple you know what i'm saying like how, how could you botch that but there's no denying the success of netflix's one piece while some fans were hesitant of the live action project the team behind one piece spared no expense with the straw hats upon its release netflix one piece topped the streaming services across the globe for weeks and we have the show's top-notch team to thank and as for its showrunner steve maeda well there is another anime he would like to tackle someday Speaking with Comic Book, the showrunner behind Netflix's One Piece said he has been chasing after one anime for a bit. Spy Family has sunken his claws into the producer, and Maeda isn't ready to let it go. I love Spy Family so much, it's just wonderful, Maeda said when asked about the anime and his grip on the industry. It's funny you mentioned that one. I've been chasing Spy Family for a while. Of course, there's no firm plans in place for Spy Family to undertake a live-action adaptation, but never say never. They're gonna do it. There's no way they won't. It's too popular, and it's such an easy slam dunk at some given point to give it a shot. The anime industry is only growing these days as the medium becomes more popular by the day with manga sales skyrocketing stateside. Series like One Piece and Spy Family are part of everyday pop culture. The former series has only become more accessible thanks to Netflix's One Piece and Maeda is most definitely interested in showcasing Spy Family the same way. I think there are many wonderful stories Maeda told Comic Book when discussing the challenges of adapting anime into live action. It just has been, I think, difficult getting the crossover. Anime really is such a wonderful source material. There are many great manga and anime titles out there that tell these wonderful stories and they just haven't been tapped yet and so not every underlining piece of material needs a live action but boy it would be amazing to see some of them given Maeda's track record and anime fans are intrigued to hear how Spy Family would fare in real life so let's relax track record homie when we got one piece off the ground that's big I don't know about other stuff but for the moment the hit anime has more on its plate this month will mark the premiere of the show's new season, and that isn't the only thing coming for the Forger clan. Come December, Spy Family's first film is set to debut in Japan, so if you have not taken the chance to binge Spy Family, you can find the anime streaming on Crunchyroll and Hulu. The thing I speak for most of us when I say at some given point a Spy Family live action if it's done correctly would be pretty freaking awesome. I love the anime. It's very wholesome. It's a cool series, and I think there's, again, just no way you drop the ball on this one, but uh, aside from One Piece and a select few like the Roni Kenshi live actions, we've seen history still tell a different tale that will remain to be seen until the day it happens. Moving forward, apparently Adult Swim's Cartoon Network Classics block is a ratings hit. Who would have thunk the things that people want to see being put on television would actually get watched? Hey, mind-blowing, yeah. But apparently Adult Swim's new Checkered Pass block has been a major ratings hit ever since it started airing classic Cartoon Network series on TV again after so many years. Adult Swim kicked off a special new TV block earlier this spring as part of a new expansion of the network with Cartoon Network's programming overall. This started with Adult Swim expanding for an additional hour then led to the surprise announcement that there will be an additional expansion of two more hours where Adult Swim will be airing classic Cartoon Network animated series that haven't been fully 
on TV since the 2000s. This nostalgia-fueled block is known as Checkered Pass, and a press release from Warner Brothers Discovery revealed that it's been a huge hit with its intended audience in the ratings, as it delivered a 102% ratings increase among adults 25 to 54, and also noted a comparison of the following with a 106% ratings increase among adults 18 to 49 over the prior six weeks of Cartoon Network programming. So it seems like adding these Cartoon Network favorites has been the right move so far. In case you don't know what Checkered Pass is, Checkered Pass is a new block that airs from 5pm to 7pm with Adult Swim that features Cartoon Network classic shows such as Dexter's Laboratory, The Grim Adventures of Billy Mandy, Courage the Cowardly Dog, and Ed, Ed and Eddie. A bunch of shows like Dexter, Courage, Ed and Eddie. I grew up with all of that, so it's dope to see that on there. The programming per day changes depending on what kind of programming Adult Swim has planned. Some days are used for marathons of certain shows, for example, and it seems like fans have been flocking to the special afternoon block as a way to get primed up for the rest of Adult Swim programming throughout the evening. Michael Oelian, president of Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, Boomerang, and Discovery Kids said the following for the Checker Pass nostalgia block during its initial announcement. Animation can both speak to multiple age groups in the moment and also find new audiences across decades. The early Cartoon Network originals like Dexter's Lab or Courage the Cowardly Dog are examples of shows that do both. And yeah, that's dope to see. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, we're in the nostalgia era for a while now. We've been here. It's nostalgic for a lot of people. If I'm cruising through TV with cable, if I had it, I'd be like, oh, wait a minute. They doing what now? I'm going to watch this. I want some Courage Cow. Hell yeah. So they're, they're taking it back to their roots, and I ain't mad at it. How can you be mad at it? So pretty dope stuff there. Moving forward now, a lot of people have been sending me this, and I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about it or not. But I seen a little trailer that was made by, I guess it's a fan-created thing of a berserk anime of basically straight up 2D and essentially what fans have always asked for, so to speak. Uh, Berserk is finally getting the anime it deserves from fans. Berserk has been making quite a few headlines recently as writer Koji Miori and the artist at Studio Gaga have started a new arc in the pages of the manga, exploring Guts and company as they struggle with the loss of Elfheim and a new problem that has met them on the high seas. The Eastern Exile arc is aiming to explore the world at large. While the Berserk franchise has yet to announce if any new anime projects are on the way, one fan studio is taking matters into its own hands. The last time Berserk received an anime adaptation, it was in the form of Berserk Memorial Edition. The anime adaptation took material from the trilogy of films that retold the Golden Age arc while adding in some new scenes that have never made their way to the silver screen originally. While the series received a number of animated projects, there's still quite a bit of story material from the bleak manga series that has yet to be adapted that could give Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline fans multiple seasons in the future. Studio Eclipse might be working on the quote-unquote The Black Swordsman, but this isn't their first rodeo in the anime medium as they had previously created an alternate ending for the Scout Regiment in Attack on Titan No Requiem. Here's how Eclipse broke down the description of the fan-made project that is on its way. Collaborating with amazing artists like Mark Reimer, we aim to create a proper 2D adaptation of the stories that have been neglected of this medium starting from the beginning. The studio has yet to reveal when fans can expect the series to make landfall, but is clearly putting efforts into retelling the story of Berserk via the Black Swordsman arc. And I'll be honest with you, 
it looked good, but just keeping it all the way real, I guess you would say when it comes to stuff like this with fan-made projects and whatnot, I have very little faith because, for one, at any given time, the people that actually own the rights to Berserk can dead all of this. They can literally hit you with copyright strikes and cease and desist, and that's the end of it. So that's already one, like technically you're not supposed to be doing this is somebody else's property in fact i would argue why not just put all these resources into like an original piece of material that would probably help you a lot more than this if you're trying to you know become an established creative in that field or whatnot but you know that's already strike one strike two i've seen historically in the past when fans take up like i remember there was a plan to do the bleach styles in your blood war anime those fans that was like putting together they were putting a lot of time like making anime takes a lot of time especially when it's a small team especially when there's no money involved the real financial you know gain involved like this is the full-time job for a lot of people so I don't have faith that they're going to be able to put together like you know a full-on adaptation of Berserk like it'll be cool to see in little spurts like hey this piece of animation but historically I've seen where fans again say like yo we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and most of the time they crash and burn after a few episodes and it's the end of it and fans have been waiting for like a year two years for that little piece of animation so I'm gonna just hold out and say like eventually the Japanese will get to making the proper Berserk that we've all been wanting and deserving but this right here it looks cool but i'm not gonna hold my breath on this becoming a big deal or you know the japanese not saying hey you're using our properties take this down right now or we're gonna sue you to kingdom come you know moving forward target launches massive manga sale for circle week hey some sales not bad let's get into it. let's see what these sales are looking like it's a good week to save on some manga top titles after all target has launched a top-notch sale on tons of its top sellers as the chain circle week gets underway manga has been put on sale so readers will want to stock up while the deal lasts and what is the deal well circle week has put all books and movies on sale you can get 20 percent off on anything in those two categories which includes manga this discount applies to any books and movies in your cart at purchase so you can see why manga fans are geeking out from Spy Family to Demon Slayer and Komi Can't Communicate, Target has plenty of manga in stock to purchase online. Its best-selling titles include Chainsaw Man, Jujutsu Kaisen, and My Hero Academia to start. Of course, One Piece is also on the list, and select Target Circle members may find an additional coupon for the hit manga in the app. Some fans have reported they were given access to an extra 15% discount on One Piece manga, so collectors better double-check their Circle rewards. And of course, there's more on sale at Target than just manga. Circle Week is in play through October 7th. There are thousands of items on sale from appliances to home goods and even clothing. You can check out all the deals in app as you can sign up for Target Circle for free. So if you're eager to save some cash this week, Target is the place to be. And yeah, I would love to get a deal on some manga. It's been a little bit since I bought some and I wouldn't mind buying some. And that might be the deal to go. Get 20, possibly even 35% off on a manga volume. I'm here for it, and I hope that helps anybody that maybe you want to get a, you know, start getting early Christmas gifts or something. Boom, Target, get some manga for somebody you love. Let's go. Moving forward, Studio Ghibli exec breaks silence on Nippon TV acquisition. In case you don't know, recently it was announced that Studio Ghibli was bought out by Nippon TV. Studio Ghibli hardly needs an introduction at this point since its creation in 1985. Studio Ghibli has made a name for itself as an animation innovator with a strong film library under its thumb. Studio Ghibli 
Ghibli has inspired millions, and this is why many were surprised to hear that Nippon TV had acquired the company. I'll be honest, I thought like Disney would have bought it before Nippon TV. Now, the general manager of Studio Ghibli is opening up about the move, and Toshio Suzuki is nothing but excited about it. The update comes from the legendary Studio Ghibli producer and co-founder as Suzuki spoke with France's Liberation. It was there the executive spoke about the boy in the Huron, Studio Ghibli's new film. As the conversation continued, Suzuki addressed the company's acquisition under Nippon TV, and the producer was glad to finally talk about the big announcement. We couldn't talk to anyone about this share sale until the agreement was signed and made official on September 21st. It was painful. Only three people in the studio knew about it. If the information ever got out, it was all over. But Miyazaki's freedom to continue is one of the conditions of the deal. And this freedom applies not only to how Miyazaki's films, but to everything Studio Ghibli does. Nippon TV has accepted everything, Suzuki explained. Miyazaki and I are in good health, and Nippon TV won't come and tell us anything. The problem becomes more acute when we're no longer around. What will happen then? I don't know. It's up to those who will be there at the time to think about it. As you can see, Suzuki and fellow co-founder Hao Miyazaki are not going anywhere. Studio Ghibli is still running under their direction, but the pair now have the backing of Nippon TV. The company's creative freedom was a major stipulation of the acquisition contract, and Suzuki says it protects the future of Studio Ghibli. After all, the company's living founders are all older, so Studio Ghibli can feel secure under Nippon TV's care. And yeah, that's a little bit scary to hear because honestly, once these gentlemen do pass, because they are in their you know elderly age or whatnot, I think Miyazaki's what like in the seventies or eighties, like you know they're they're up there in age or whatnot. What will happen to Studio Ghibli? Will Nippon TV once they pass be like, ah, I bet yo, yeah, the yeah thing we're gonna take the catalog and say you know piss off like what's gonna happen do they own access to the catalog as well or is it just to the studio like a lot of questions definitely remain to be answered but that kind of just blew my mind like studio ghibli being bought out by nippon tv out of all people again i figured like disney would be the ones to come and grab them so a little bit of a shocker i guess moving forward apparently netflix is one piece really impressed Eiichiro oda with mr seven a character from the one piece manga if there was one thing we know about one piece is that messing with roran or is a bad idea the swordsman is fiercely loyal to his crew and of course the strange zoro wheels is hard to describe he is unmatched by all save for mihawk and his truth was made clear even as recently as in netflix's one piece live action the adaptation even went so far as showing zoro's skills against the mysterious mr seven and it turns out the deep cut reference impressed the creator of one piece even though I just kind of found it a little odd, but alrighty. Recently, the show's executive producer, Steven Maeda, said his interest in the manga's first Mr. Seven took Eichiro Oda off guard. I pitched a lot of ideas to Oda in our first meeting. One was about how to introduce Zoro in an action-based scene to show off what he can do before we meet him in Shellstown. In an old SBS, Oda mentioned that Zoro was previously recruited by Mr. Seven of Baroque's works and, and killed him in combat. This was exactly what I was working for, something within canon while never actually shown in the manga itself. Oda turned to one of the editors and said, Did I say that? The next day I was presented with this drawing. This is the only time Mr. Seven has ever been fully drawn by Oda. He said he was impressed by my knowledge of this world and he liked the idea. Holding on to this felt like I was carrying the Holy Grail, the first of many great conversations and interactions with the man himself, someone I'm honored to call a collaborator and a friend. As you can see above, the artwork of Mr. Seven shows what Mr. Seven looked like in the canon before Zoro took him out. The design was perfectly brought to life in the Netflix adaptation. Okay, so I didn't know that that was actually canon and was never shown. That Oda basically said it, but it never was 
introduced. That's interesting. Zoro's introduction was most definitely a treat to long-time fans who are interested in all the Straw Hats past. So as Netflix's One Piece moves into Season 2, we can only hope the show keeps up its top-notch investigation into all things manga, even if Oda remembers the details or not. So yeah, I ain't gonna lie, that's actually a really dope move to find like, yo, Oda said this in the SBS, like even Oda had to say, wait a minute, I said that? <laughs> what? <laughs> so shout outs to uh, Steven Maeda for uh, finding that knowledge. Moving forward, big, 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 big news. I talked about it over on my other channel. So if you want a more extensive breakdown on my thoughts of this, definitely head on over to the Fenebo World channel and subscribe over there. I'll put a link somewhere here so you can go probably be in the description and the pin top comment. Go subscribe over to my other channel. But apparently, Attack on Titan creator pens letter to fans announcing new book. Attack on Titan has proven time and time again it is a force to reckon with. Since its first chapter, the epic manga has tested readers' trust and emotion. In Creator Hajime Isayama crafted a masterful world with their stark aesthetic that millions have come to love. Now it seems the artist is returning to Attack on Titan for a spell, and Isayama penned a letter to fans announcing the special comeback. The update comes from Isayama's team as the group shared his letter with the world. As you can read below, the note confirms a brand new art book of Attack on Titan is coming, and it will put Eren's world into color. My name is Hajime Isayama. It has been about two and a half years since I finished the serial. Okay, why am I doing that voice? I'm sorry. <laughs> it has been two and a half years since I finished the serialization of Attack on Titan. I have decided to release a color art book. I am very honored. I am happy to have the compilation of my past work in a book. I would like to say proudly, I am very happy to have compiled all my work into a book. But in fact, I have only done line drawings for the color illustrations. I asked a certain person to do the coloring work for me. I am proud to say that I am known for not excelling at drawing. So there is no way I could do a great coloring job. I believe that this work would have not been possible without the presence of the specialist who has been in charge of coloring Attack on Titan since the beginning. I would be happy if this color art book focuses on those who have continued to support the series behind the scenes. As you can see, Isayama worked with Attack on Titan's original colorist to bring this art book to life. The vibrant piece promises to give a full view of Eren's world to fans, and it could not come at a better time. After all, the Attack on Titan anime is almost done with its adaptation. MAPPA Studios will wrap the hit series this winter more than a decade after Attack on Titan's hit TV series. So once the show is over, Isayama will reimagine his manga finale in rich color. Plus, it seems the new art book will complete with a major surprise. Isayama confirmed he will include a new one-shot of Attack on Titan. The addition will mark Isayama's first release since he ended Attack on Titan a couple years back. At this time, we have no context uh, for what this one-shot will contain, but Attack on Titan readers are eager to see what Isayama has in store for his fans. So again, new chapter and coming for Attack on Titan, a one-shot as well as um, coloring book uh, or, you know, the manga colored. I'm interested to see what it is. To be honest with you, I'm more so interested in that one shot opposed to the coloring. It's like, okay, it's cool. You know, I've, I've watched the anime and I've read the manga. So I think I'm good on the colored art for the manga. More so just... Let me get that, uh, you know, let me get that extra chapter, homie, yeah. Moving forward, while the year is not quite wrapped up just yet in terms of for the top best-selling manga of the year, normally we get the finalized list from Oricon in November. Uh, we got some tallies right here of what the top selling manga of the year is looking like. And again, there's about a month and some change left for this to change, but uh, manga's top-selling titles of 2023 
fall update 2023 has been a giant year for all things anime with so many events taking place in the medium that it's almost hard to keep track with each passing year manga sales overall have seen a fairly big increase originally seen a massive tick up as a result of the covid quarantines with the uptick remaining to this day that's a lie a lot of manga sales have dropped drastically i cover this every week so that's not correct that's inaccurate now a new list shows which manga have sold the most in 2023 so far and some of the series might throw anime fans for a loop when it comes to manga sales various series will routinely see an increase in sales when their anime adaptation arrives though not every printed story is set to hit the small screen various franchises such as jujutsu kaisen one piece and my hero academia saw some major sales increases thanks to recent seasons from the likes of mappa toy animation and studio bones for these respective stories with manga and anime continuing to gain popularity in north america and around the world we fully expect sales to keep increasing as years go by with the list below you might be surprised as to what was able to top the charts and again this isn't complete yet next month we'll get the full-on ones but see it says at number 10 is kingdom with 2,705,000 kingdom bro kingdom needs to be celebrated like this is all straight up off of just being a quality written story of that people really love like shout outs to kingdom number nine my hero academia with 2.89 million still standing strong especially considering we had like a year of some some of the more weaker chapters of the series so it's dope to see that it's still in the top 10 and number eight i'm shocked i thought it would not be here but i guess sales was still coming in strong uh, from when the series ended tokyo revengers barely beating out my hero with 3,090,000 now i'm 100 sure next year tokyo revengers definitely will not be in here there's no way uh number seven spy family with three point one million copies sold huge up for spy family and the anime's next season's coming in the movie so uh expected on next year's list as well and number six shocking as hell and this is i've got to imagine mainly due to that movie that has done crazy uh because slam dunk is at number six with four million eight hundred and sixty one thousand and i gotta say again that has to be because of that movie because that's the only other explanation you know there's nothing else to say why slam dunk is doing so well like huge ups to slam dunk that's crazy mad years after the fact it's still doing crazy numbers at number five this series blew up this year everybody's been talking about it 100 percent attributed to the anime oshi no co with five million six thousand seven hundred ninety five sales uh oshinoko doing doing big things dog it's huge like I, i'm still shocked at the, the amount of sales that this manga did out of nowhere is like you didn't expect that and number four a series i definitely expected to be somewhere here is chainsaw man with 5.225 million copies despite the fact that the anime unfortunately didn't take the world by storm like a lot of people thought it would including myself ultimately the manga's popularity is still at an all-time high uh coming in at number four big big ups to chainsaw man at number three i hate to say because it it's not the mighty have fallen but i remember a time where there was no guessing anymore of like what would be number one it was always this one it was always one piece one piece was always number one and over the last year or two one piece's streak finally ended up being number one all the time at number three still very impressive with five million six hundred seventy five thousand beating out the likes of again chainsaw man oshinoko so even you know a, a million years into this what is it one piece debut in like 97 the manga like all these years later and it's still selling extremely well with that amount but it's definitely not the goliath that it was even you know three or four years ago but shout outs to one piece at number two Jujutsu Kaisen with 6,435,000 
huge ups for Jujutsu Kaisen. I believe it was number one the last couple years. I think 2021 and 2022, it was number one. So still number two, big, big stuff for it. And then coming in at number one, if this remains, this will be crazy. In fact, I don't think anything will change even with the extra month or whatnot. Uh, I want to say this might be, if not the first time, and I might be totally off, but this is the first time that I can remember in many years of Kodansha having the number one most selling manga of the year. I mean, we've seen series come real close when Attack on Titan went up against One Piece and barely lost. Seven Deadly Sins went up against One Piece and barely lost. You know, all of these at their peak, they tried it and they couldn't. This is one of the first times, and at that, it's a sports series. Blue Lock at number one. With 10,118,000 copies. Again, I don't see anything. Even if Jujutsu Kaisen put out another volume tomorrow. And it did like a million off rip. That still would put it far behind Blue Lock. Because Blue Lock just put out another volume. Anyways, Blue Lock is more than likely undisputed. Number one. And this is crazy. That again, this is, I gotta say, the first time I've ever reported that. Kodansha has the number one selling manga of the year. Period. Bar none. It did basically nearly double one piece which is astronomically insane even if one piece put out another volume it still would fall far behind blue lock it really did it wow like the king of manga here i guess huh blue lock craziness big shout outs to blue lock i can't believe it moving forward apparently netflix is about to be tackling a new anime from the Doraemon creator. Now, you probably never heard of Doraemon, but Doraemon is one of the most popular anime in Japan. It's been for a very long time. It's more like a kid's anime, but it says here, Doraemon has long been a major figure in Japan's pop culture scene, first arriving all the way back in 1969. Since hitting the scenes, the feline from the future has garnered quite a few anime series, video games, movies, and spinoffs. Now, one of the groups that was first introduced as a part of Doraemon's story will receive their own anime adaptation on Netflix next year, with a very familiar animation studio responsible for bringing Bone and company to life. This isn't the first time that the Time Patrol has received an anime adaptation as back in 1989, the Time Traveler's High School has arrived with its own animated special thanks to Studio Gallop. For next year's anime series, Studio Bones will be in charge of T.P. Bone. Anime fans might know Bones best for its work on My Hero Academia, Mob Psycho 100, and Full Metal Alchemist to name a few. Damn, they really made some classics, bro. The arrival of this upcoming series once again shows how Netflix continues to go all in on the world of anime, whether it be via creating new anime originals and or creating live action adaptations of major anime franchises. The upcoming series will be created to honor Doraemon's creator's birthday as Fujiko Fujio would have turned 90 years old in 2024. With both Doraemon and Time Patrol Bone, it's clear that Fujio's influence on the anime world has been a significant one as his creations will continue long past his passing. Time Patrol Bone did have quite a few storylines in its manga, which ran from 78 to 86. If the anime adaptation is looking to continue following its first season, there's plenty of material to pull from. As Doraemon continues to have a big role in the anime world, we might see more anime projects exploring the unique Cats world arrival in the future. Yeah, just figured it'd be dope to report on this because again, Doraemon, even though it never really hit the West all that hard, it is huge in Japan. So Netflix doing a new anime on it, chances are it'll probably make its way to the west as well and you'll be able to check it out and now you know what the hell it is what is it tp bone there you go moving forward more berserk news apparently berserk writer hints at series finale timeline Following the tragic passing of creator Kentaro Miura, many believe that Berserk will remain unfinished. Luckily, good friends of Miura and writer 
Koji Mori and the artist at Studio Gaga decided that in order to honor the deceased mangaka, they would aim to end the story of Guts and the Band of the Hulk. While the new creative team hasn't confirmed how many additional chapters Berserk has left before it will come to an end, Mori hinted in a recent interview that manga readers might be waiting for quite some time for the grand finale. Following Miura's passing, Mori and Gaga have been throwing some interesting curveballs at Guts and his allies. When Griffith arrived at, okay, we're not going to get into spoilers. Woo, woo, woo. We're jumping over. Okay, boom. In a recent interview, Koji Mori stated that Berserk won't take more than 10 years to finish. While the writer didn't commit to the number of chapters that the brutal manga series has left, the creative team clearly has a roadmap thanks to discussions and notes that they received from Kentaro Miura before his passing. Before Gut's story ends, he will have some tough roads ahead of him. Unfortunately, Berserk has yet to reveal a new adaptation. So, yeah. Uh, he said it won't take more than 10 years to finish, but that doesn't mean like, okay, so it, it could take 10 years. It won't take more than that, but it could take up to 10 years. So expect Berserk for the time to come. And I think as the years pass by, if it keeps on at a level of quality, I think people are going to start really, because I don't see much backlash anyways of like, it's not me or doing it. Um, and on top of that, I think fans are kind of just going to come around to the idea of like, yo, it's still Berserk. These are the people Miura trusted. The art isn't far off. And if the story is still as good as when Miura was doing it because he left behind a lot of notes and whatnot and they were around him for a long time then I think fans are going to come around to it for the most part uh moving forward but damn it doesn't it won't take more than 10 years but that means it could take about 10 years it's crazy what the hell next up my adventures with superman producer explains the show's lack of iconic villains my adventures with superman will return with a second season though dc comics fans might have noticed some big players were missing from season one the likes of lex luther brainiac and general zod might have made appearances in some sneaky ways in the opening salvo of the animated series but it turns out warner brothers has encouraged the creators of the show to go a different route. In a recent interview, a producer of the series discussed the decision to see smaller villains in the Superman mythos get the spotlight. Producer Josie Campbell revealed that in notes from Warner Brothers, the creators behind My Adventures with Superman were told not to use some of the more iconic villains. Sounds more like, like yo, though, we might have some movies planned with them. You can't really use them. It's more like a, a an embargo on the rogues gallery that is known. They were told not to use some of the more iconic villains that have been seen a million times before. Some of it was Warner Brothers, and I think it was a good note. Like, our big execs on Warner Brothers were like, well, these are the big hitters that everybody's seen and everybody's expecting, and we've seen this a million times, so we want your twists on things. And I think it was Sam Register, good old Sam Register, and Audrey Dale, who were doing notes with us, were like, these characters take up the whole screen. They kind of suck the air out because they're so famous, and there's so many expectations. So hold off on them. Hold off on these characters and build a story how you see fit. Campbell then expanded on the decision and how that helped from the iteration of Clark Kent who was still learning about himself and his powers and so that's the sort of what we did was we were like okay we're not gonna have Lex Luthor we're not gonna have the Brainiac stuff coming in we're gonna start small we're gonna start with Clark is still learning his powers and figuring out who he is so we're gonna start small and start with some of these lesser known villains we're gonna start with some of the weirder villains we're gonna build up while not mentioned by name viewers were able to see a character named Alex who had a hatred of Superman who might just turn out to be Lex Luthor in the post credit scene of season one we also witnessed two mysterious characters one of which sports brainiac symbol and the other teasing that earth will kneel before them hinting that the pair might be brainiac and zod while a second season has been confirmed a release date has yet to be confirmed for superman and his metropolis colleagues and i've heard a lot of people like this one i still have yet to give it a chance i plan to um but that's interesting when they do stuff like that like a part of me is like okay that's kind of 
cool? Like, yeah, give us some villains nobody's heard of because we have seen Lex Luthor and Brainiac a trillion times. But then on the other side, it kind of feels like, I think they did this with, I want to say, was it The Batman? I feel like it was either The Batman or uh, an earlier Batman ad- animated series from like, I don't know, maybe like a decade ago. Not Batman the animated series, but one of the Batman series. I remember there was like an embargo on like certain villains that couldn't be used. Or it might have been The Batman and we like couldn't have Joker for a few seasons because it was like, no, there's a movie coming. We got to ixnay on a lot of the big villains. And that always kind of makes me feel like there might be a story that would be great with having X character there. So I don't know, but hey maybe it's doing well who knows it got a second season right moving forward we have an update on the kyoto animation arson trial new trial update provides new info from studio president the wait for justice is almost over some years ago kyoto animation made global headlines after the studio was targeted by an arsonist the deadly attack left dozens dead and even more injured to the shock of millions at long last the arson suspect is now on trial after admitting their guilt and the trial has revealed new information about the attack including an emotional statement from kyoto animation animation's president most recently it was the studio president who spoke at the trial during his appearance Hideki Hata addressed the suspect's allegation that Kyoto Animation plagiarized a story of theirs Hata did not mince words about the issue and stated Kyoto Animation wasn't involved in such theft our company is not a company that steals people's ideas Hata said the studio president went on to address the trial by remembering the Kyoto Animation arson as nothing but heartbreaking this incident occurred due to the defendant's delusions and it is heartbreaking the families of the victims are going through difficult days i believe that a proper judgment will be made as for the revelations from the trial suspect shinji aoba shared details about his deluded beliefs about kyoto animation according to testimony notes the accused said he believed an unnamed female producer at kyoto animation stole the idea of an anime pitch he submitted to the studio fueled with anger over the rejection and perceived theft aoba began planning his attack when asked about the incident in retrospect the suspect says the arson went too far Considering more than 30 people died, I do have a small feeling that I shouldn't have gone that far for one novel. That is my honest feeling right now. As the suspect's first appearance in court, Oba pled guilty to the arson. The attack ended up killing 36 people and injuring 33 others after starting on July 18, 2019. Oba was injured himself and treated for an extended period at a local hospital. Following trial delays due to COVID, the official arson trial began earlier this year. An official verdict is, state, is slated to be handed out on January 25th, 2024. And regardless of what, who knows? Maybe his, his idea was stolen. Maybe. It's, it's a possibility. I'm not going to side with uh, Kyoto Animation's president on, no, it wasn't. Maybe. Still doesn't mean you go in and torch down and, and commit arson on a building of innocent people. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe uh, your idea was stolen. Maybe you should have gotten a lawyer and hit, hit him up that way or something like that. Not go and commit a freaking heinous act and hurt innocent people, you dumbass. Just had to throw that in there. But, yeah, uh, hopefully this trial comes to a close soon. I know the, the you know, victims' families is probably ready for this nightmare to be put behind them after losing a lot of people that they love. So, yeah. Moving forward, apparently Netflix's One Piece is already facing the quote-unquote harry potter problem it's been over a month since netflix one piece went live and the show is an unmistakable hit thanks to its all-star crew the show managed to bring Eiichiro oda's rich story to life in a way that wowed fans both new and old for season two there's just so much material to be made based on the show it's gonna be like harry potter though they're gonna have to do it fast before everybody gets too old the cinematographer shared with the direct Of course, there's no denying the truth to Whitaker's statement. Shows like Stranger Things and even Game of Thrones have run into this issue. When you have a show focused on young characters, there is a time limit on production. That's facts. Like, 
unless maybe Oda is planning on it. Maybe he wants, you know, uh, the actors to get older because it will reflect One Piece in the ending. You want to finish the project before the stars are obviously too old for the role. For franchises like Harry Potter, the clock was always running against the main cast as it mains were meant to be 17 in canon when it ended. Warner Brothers kept the films on pace as star Daniel Radcliffe was 22 when the movie series ended. But Netflix One Piece is far more complex than Harry Potter in this regard because there's like 100 million episodes to go. Not only is Oda's hit series much longer than Harry Potter, but his actors are older. For instance, Luffy is about 17 years older than the manga when One Piece starts and he's 19 after the main time skip. Inaki Godoy, the talented actor who plays Luffy, is already 20. While he may look young, you can imagine the clock is on for one piece to film so hopefully the team behind netflix has a plan in place which yeah they're gonna have to figure some stuff out because after a certain point you can only have him look 17 and 19 for so long like was with the other cast of characters so eventually it's like yo dog but i'm imagining they're gonna have to work it into the canon of like yo dog time has passed so something is going to have to give there because again they've already made some changes anyways to the story so it's not far-fetched to say yo you're getting older dog it happens moving forward apparently hunt the hunter director has aired his biggest anime pet peeves the hunter hunter manga continues to make headlines whenever creator yoshiro Togashi returns to create new chapters of the hunter filled universe following the long-awaited return of hunter hunter manga series after quite a long hiatus a number of chapters were released to continue the succession contest arc by sharing update for the shonen series creator yoshiro Togashi was able to become the most followed manga artist in social media history as he would routinely share behind the scenes photos on the creation of gone and the company's continuing story not really homie would show like the the side of of a page of a storyboard let's not get carried away here while Tagashi's been working on new chapters of the beloved franchise his health issues have meant that the former weekly schedule has needed to be put to the side as installments are released far less frequently as present Yoshihiro has not stated that Gon's tale will end anytime soon and it has yet to be seen how long Hunter Hunter will continue into the future Hiroshi Kojina's big anime issue Hiroshi Kojina might be best known for his work as the director on Hunter Hunter but this is far from the only anime project that is on his resume most recently Kojina has worked on the Sandland film Ooh, okay and the vampire dies in no time Hiroshi recently attended the Nippon anime and film culture association event pointing out the vast shortage of animators who are working to bring anime to life Kojina also noted the lack of available training necessary to forge the next generation along with offering developmental opportunities to boot while a new hunter hunter anime project hasn't been announced there are quite a few manga chapters that have yet to be adapted to the small screen if the series does return someday it would be interesting to see if madhouse would return with it or if a new studio would take a crack at yoshihiro's most popular series and yeah i think definitely at some given point there's going to be a massive problem with animators considering the fact that a lot of people are starting to get aware that being an animator sounds like a living nightmare doesn't sound as fun as you would initially think and the shortage of people being trained and whatnot at some given point there's going to be like hey you want us to animate great you got to pay us right and treat us right like there's only so many people in the world that are going to be able to do this and do it right so inevitably at some given point yeah they're going to have to up the pay and up the training and up all sorts of stuff because people are going to just lose interest be like oh work as a slave no thank you keep your animation it's bound to happen and uh, homie is right to have a pet peeve of 
yeah, things aren't going to be the greatest for animators and studios in general in the future if training and things like that don't come into play. Moving forward, apparently Manga Plus is going a little under fire from people because apparently Manga Plus's service is publishing Daisuke Miyata's rugby rumble manga using AI company as the letterer. Shueisha's Manga Plus service began releasing Daisuke Miyata's Rugby Rumble manga in English on Thursday, and the manga's release credits the company Orange Inc., along with Media Do Co. Ltd. for lettering and editing. The Japan External Trade Organization website describes Orange Inc. as follows. Orange has achieved a 90% cut in the process and cost of manga localization through AI. The system makes it possible to localize dozens of times more than before. We are creating an epoch-making localization globalization of Japanese manga. The company was founded April 2021 and announced in July it had raised $1.8 million. The company is also involved in the social media localization of the Neko Oji the guy that got reincarnated as a cat manga. May Amaki Mugen Creations LLC is translating the rugby rumble manga after the manga debut in English and there was a backlash on social media about the quality of the lettering. Manga Plus released a new edition of the first chapter on Saturday with the typesetting changed and Amaki is now credited as letterer and editor alongside Orange Inc. and Media Doe. And we got some examples right here. See it says Shime Village a remote community deep in the mountains of Japan. And then the other one, okay, translated, lettered and edited by Orange Co. and Mayamaki. Okay, so they didn't have Mayamaki in this one. So, yeah, the first one looked very plain Jane, like anybody could pretty much do it. The original version does, says original version up there. And then updated version looks way better. It looks way more legit. So, yeah, Orange Co., you need to, you need to get your shit together a little bit. Like, it could look a little better, you dig, but... Yeah, let me know what you think about this. How do you feel about AI doing the lettering? I feel like inevitably these are the tasks that AI is going to overtake. I think there'll be a lot more of an outcry like there's been when AI starts taking over the art department, the writing department. But when it comes to smaller tasks like lettering and stuff like that, I don't think that there's going to be that big of an outrage. And eventually it'll kind of subside and people will accept AI doing the lettering once it gets it right too because that original one didn't look all that impressive to be honest. Moving forward, I covered this over on my other channel, Tim Anime, but in case you don't know, uh, there's been a big stir recently online and it's been trending that MAPPA Studios has been doing some shady business, you could say, with its animators because apparently MAPPA made the Jujutsu Kaisen anime staff sign a confidentiality contract so that they do not express complaints about the production and basically it's like hey we don't want you complaining we don't want you saying anything and from what's been said a lot of animators have spoke out they've they've pretty much been saying that they're going to expose MAPA Studios what's really going on over there that they're with their beds next to their desks that basically they're they're essentially slaves to creating animation and the fact that this was thrown on their laps to sign NDAs is pissing them off even more I would say like I understand the uses of NDAs like if it's like yo you know a regular work environment or a regular type of business or whatnot or even if it's not regular if it's something very hush hush you know absolutely ndas are required but when it's basically sign this nda because we're gonna put you through a living hell and we don't want you to tell nobody that you're going through a living hell that is disgusting and th these are the things where we as fans have to speak up we as fans have to say something because we'll hear this. It'll trend like as of when I took the screenshot of this, it had almost 50,000 likes. And then we're going to go and watch the next episode of JJK like nothing happened. And that's supporting MAPPA and supporting even further like 
it's okay to enslave your animators and that's not cool so we as fans need to speak up and do whatever we possibly can to showcase even if it means at a time yo dog let's all as a collective decide we're not watching the latest Jujutsu Kaisen episode to show Mappa like yo treat them better or we're not watching no more period because we always got to remember at the end of the day these are human beings that are behind this so that piece of animation that you love so much of Gojo doing something really cool or whatnot that is a human being that was basically enslaved and forced to shut up sign this paper so you could shut up and that's not cool so we got to get it together as fans so we could fight back and help these animators out period point blank somebody got to you know rally the troops up so to speak and get people together on a group yo instead of watching jujutsu kaisen we're gonna rally up fifty thousand people a hundred thousand people and we're gonna go watch something else and go support something else we're not gonna support bullshit you dig moving forward we got a little update from the creator of b stars Pato itagaki they've illustrated the teenage mutant ninja turtles to promote the japanese release of the teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem and i gotta be honest this drawing doesn't look the greatest i don't know they're supposed to be turtles but they look more like slugs or something and i do want to check out this film i is it on prime yet i feel like it'll be on amazon prime i want i want to check this film out but i don't know paro itagaki i love some of your stuff b stars season one was freaking great i don't know about this drawing though hope we just saying moving forward apparently editor of my hero academia and kagurabachi imamura at weekly shonen jump is looking for assistance to help with a weekly series however there's no specifications on it being for a new or already existing work but it's likely to be of one of the two mentioned either my hero academia or kagurabachi i'm gonna throw in Wow, it could be either or now that I think of it. It could be for Horikoshi because Horikoshi's health has been deteriorating over the last year that he's been doing this thing. I, I'm not surprised considering it looked like he was going to end it a year ago. And it was like, no, I got a year more in me now out of you know the last second. So it could be to help out Horikoshi while he's trying to finish this thing up. Or it could be, yo, Kagurabachi's a hit, dog. And we got to keep the quality up. We got to keep things going. Get more people in here. He deserves it. People are talking about it. It recently did so crazy with the numbers bro the numbers is fantastically insane unbelievable of Kagurabachi in fact it brings me to the next topic I want to talk about let's talk about it because somebody over at Manga Plus had this to say regarding the big new implementation uh, which we'll talk about in a second of something new that Manga Plus is doing but they mentioned the success of Kagurabachi we have implemented a billing function today on the overseas manga magazine app Manga Plus by Shueisha not only you can read the latest episodes of serialized works all over the world but you can also pay to catch up on the latest episodes until now it has been said that anime becomes popular overseas but things are changing when kaiju number eight began in 2020 it became a hot topic all over the world from the start of the new series every time the latest chapter is updated on manga plus it is read by many overseas readers as well as japanese readers as a result since the series was first published it has sold in large numbers in many countries and languages and books have been sold all over the world kagurabachi which was recently published in weekly shonen jump has become a hot topic among overseas readers since the first episode of the new series and has become extremely popular it's not that if something becomes popular in japan it will spread overseas or that if it's made into an anime the original work will be recognized and become popular but that when an interesting new series starts readers all over the world will read it in their favorite language we are on the verge of realizing an era in which the series will grow into a popular work all over the world while granted let's relax i don't think just because everybody created all over the world is why kagurabachi blew up but again it's another example of 
the accessibility of Kagurabachi. Like if we was, you know, 10 years ago, there is no Kagurabachi blowing up at this level because it wasn't legally accessible. It wasn't readily accessible for everybody. You had to wait till translators got it and it was, you know, backdoor stuff. Like we had a whole new ball game because Manga Plus has launched a new subscription service. It says here, Shueisha's Manga Plus website and app announced on Wednesday that it has launched a new subscription service called Manga Plus Max with two plans. Shueisha streamed a trailer, a with their two plans it says manga plus max includes a free basic plan a standard plan and a deluxe plan the standard plan will cost two dollars a month and will give readers unlimited access to over 80 current titles such as jujutsu kaisen chainsaw okay so it's similar to like what you get on the jump plus or the the shonen jump app like where you pay you know x amount to have unlimited access to everything while with manga plus i think after a certain point there's regulations but i don't think you're able to read them offline even if you pay if i'm not mistaken so that's a little weird but yeah let me know what you guys think about this whole situation personally i mean i've been with shonen jumps app service that you pay i think what is it now 2.99 a month and you know you have unlimited access so manga plus i think it gives you access to other stuff outside of just shonen jump where you have i believe stuff like maybe oshinoko or things in the seinen bracket or whatnot that aren't available on shonen jumps app but yeah it's just crazy that globally now things can really blow up thanks to the expansion of anime and new apps and all sorts of stuff going forward apparently my hero academia will be holding its ninth character popularity poll starting next week and weekly shonen jump issue number 46 and i can't imagine things will be that much different from the last time except maybe deku might be further down in popularity because yeah what's happening with deku we barely see him except every once in a blue moon having the final fight off screen which oh my god that's so horrible i just thought about it like the final fight of my hero academia has literally been off screen for like a year like what the hell happened here but yeah i'm willing to bet bakugo will still be number one but we shall see and we got another announcement apparently luffy is set to soar over the streets of new york city when he makes his debut at the 97th macy's thanksgiving parade so not only will it be goku hopefully they still have the goku one i'm just saying but apparently they're gonna be having a luffy float and again i gotta say that's massively thanks to the netflix one piece live action i think the netflix one piece live action was the last piece needed to really making one piece truly conscious within the mainstream because even though there was a hardcore follow for one piece especially in the last i would say half a decade decade of you know one piece fandom or whatnot um it still never really cracked what naruto and you know bleach had done and now i think the netflix live action took it to that next level where people that don't even care about anime and manga are fans of it so kudos to that and yeah if you're gonna be at the macy's parade you're gonna see luffy up in there stretching his way through moving forward one punch man world online multiplayer action game announced closed beta test in u.s and canada crunchyroll games announced on tuesday the start of mobile pre-registration for one punch man world perfect world's new online multiplayer action game based on one and use Murata's one punch man manga crunchyroll games also announced the game will have a closed beta test in the u.s and canada for windows pc and android starting october 18th the company also released a new gameplay trailer featuring the combos and ultimate abilities of hero characters such as genos golden ball and atomic samurai and yeah you could pre-register now again on what is it pc google play and the app store pre-registration for the game is now open on the game's website for windows pc and on the app store and google play for mobile devices in the u.s canada the uk ireland australia new zealand south africa latin america and nordic 
country. Limited registration for the game's closed beta starts on Tuesday until October 10th, 11.59 p.m., which would be about 3 a.m. EST. Selected participants for the test will receive an email after registration, and yeah, you get to play in. I ain't gonna lie, One Punch Man has had some very big misses in, re regarding video games, so maybe this mobile game will be cool because I know the console game was the worst, just like, oh my god, a hero nobody played or nobody knows, whatever it's called, like that game was terrible. Maybe this game, even if it's mobile, could be a pretty dope thing. Moving forward, Pluto Anime Post Final Trailer New Visual. Netflix began streaming the English subtitled final trailer for the animated series of Naoki Urasawa's Pluto manga on Tuesday. The anime's official website also revealed a new visual for the anime, which you can see right here, big red background. That looks like, I don't know, like a terraformers roach or something fighting against these kids or whatnot. And I'm dying to see this because, which I believe it's, yeah, 1026 it says. I'm not sure if that'll be the same date for the English release. But I'm dying to see this, I'll be honest with you. Like, Pluto is from Naoki Urasawa, the creator of Monster. Monster's one of my favorite manga, one of the best anime manga I've ever freaking witnessed. And yeah, hopefully this is good because Naoki Urasawa is a... A legendary manga cut to say the least and this deserves no less than a proper adaptation the tagline on the visual reads somebody stop this hatred shinsu fuji toshihiko seki and other cast members will, will appear the japanese premiere screening of the first episode in tokyo october 20th the anime will debut on netflix on october 26th the anime will have eight 60 minute episodes which i can't freaking wait i need this so much oh my god next up you may have remembered this author they got canceled out of weekly shonen jump with their manga pppppp well the creator mapolo 3 launched a new magical girl manga that's very odd the official website for sure <laughs> very odd to go from like pppp like a manga about playing the piano to magical girls the official website for shueisha shonen jump plus announced that mapolo 3 is launching a new manga titled tai sekyo maho shoujo subame anti-world magical girl subame on saturday there's a visual right here and i know a lot of art isn't at least according to this visual it doesn't really fit and land as well as like pppp but maybe i'm off on that mapolo 3 launched the ppp manga back in september 2020 and ended it in February. Shueisha published the eighth and final volume in May. Jump Plus teases the manga with the line, What should be protected? The world or you? Who knows? Maybe Mapolo 3 might make the next Madoka Magica. Sailor Moon here. You never know. Next up, Blue Exorcist manga takes one month break after author gets COVID-19. The official Twitter account of Kazue Kato's Blue Exorcist manga announced on Wednesday that the series will take a break for a month as the artist recovers from COVID. The manga will return to December issue of Shueisha's Jump square magazine and i have seen more reports and people wearing the masks and all of that stuff again and it's like oh god here we go again here we go again ah. moving forward hell's paradise tokyo ghoul 18 more anime added to crunchyroll's ad supported catalog through october which tokyo ghoul was desperately needed to be added to there crunchyroll announced on thursday that it will add 20 anime titles to its ad supported catalog from october 1st through october 31st in celebration of halloween including blood blockade battlefront blue exes corpse princess shika bane hime dead man wonderland ghost hunt hell's paradise helsing helsing ultimate higarashi when they cry go how to keep a mummy is this a zombie junji ito's collection kemono jihen omiraku chan the case study of vanitas and I think there's a few more. Ah, but that's what we have so far. And I ain't gonna lie, some of these titles uh, are pretty awesome. Dead Man Wonderland is great. Blue Exes is great. I've heard great things about Blood Blockade. Uh, Hellsing Ultimate is awesome. Hell's Paradise is great. Miracle Chan was dope. 
A lot of good good stuff in this edition. Next up, Gintama 20th Anniversary will be giving new information about its upcoming projects next week in Shonen Jump issue number 46. And My Hero Academia will be, oh, we already spoke about that, the ninth character popularity poll, but kudos for more Gintama info, although I think that's just that they're re-airing some stuff from the anime and theaters, so yeah. Next up, the Ichinose family's Deadly Sins has reached 450,000 copies in circulation with four volumes. And the problem I'm hearing about this, like, because I, I haven't read the manga, I'll be honest with you, since, like, chapter 15 or 16. And I think that was one of the reasons why I stopped reading it was the fact that it started to feel a little bit like, where is this going? And most people are saying the same thing of, like, where is this going? Like, so many plot twists. And plot twists are great, but if you're just constantly twisting the plot back and forth back and forth it feels like the story lost its purpose and aim like this was supposed to be a shorter series and the immense popularity very quickly made the author do a double take We're like yo wait a minute I can make a mad money on this. What am I doing, dog? Now nah, we're going to stay up in this piece, you know? And I hope the author gets it together and this doesn't end up getting, like, botched. Because it kind of already feels like, and from what people are saying, it's like, yo, dog, get to the point. Get to the point. Stop doing plot twists and get to the point. So we'll see. But still, that's very impressive. Averaging over 100,000 copies of volume. That's that's great. Shout out to Tizen 5. Jujutsu Kaisen will be on break next week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 46, but we'll resume in issue number 47. So for those that are expecting some JJK in that issue, you will be disappointed. Don't expect it. Uh, then we got an update on Witch Watch. Apparently Witch Watch has reached 2 million copies with 13 volumes. Not the greatest showing. I enjoyed what I read of Witch Watch, but yeah, sales aren't the most immaculate, although selling 2 million copies of anything is always a good thing in my opinion. So shoutouts to Witch Watch regardless. Moving forward, Roroni Kenshin TV anime second core new key visual. I believe there's also a trailer out for the next season. Series starts broadcasting a second part on October 5th, 2023. And I think it's still doing the first season, if I'm not mistaken, because... The second part or the second season of the original jumps into Makoto Shisho. And based off of this visual, I don't see any remnants of Makoto Shisho. It looks more like, is that the Oniwaban? I want to say it's still dealing with the Oniwaban. I could be wrong. But when we get to the Makoto Shisho arc, that's when it's like, yo, that's legendary arc. Legendary arc. There's a reason why they put him in. Was he in Jump Force? I know he was in J-Star's Victory Versus. But yeah, Makoto Shisho, that's the real deal, homie. The, the real McCoy, you dig? And next up, in case you didn't know, Yoshihiro Tagashi made a new post after seven months of absence, leading people to believe that Hunter x Hunter is returning. He posted basically saying, we start again, and he posted up a storyboard, so more than likely, I'm going to guess maybe sometime next year, Hunter x Hunter will return, probably early next year. If he's starting now, we're in October, I doubt he will be ready to serialize until probably first or second quarter of next year but yeah hunter hunter is returning it's just a matter of when now because we already know it won't be in shonen jump and we know tagashi is working again so it's just a matter of when hey people and let's slow it down with the weekly shonen jump author comments we start off with yoshifumi tozuka undead unluck thanks to all your support my dream comes true on october 6th thank you here comes the anime big ups to you dog you deserve it you still you still lasting we got two on ice elk itsumo my skating advisor is the famous former Japan Pairs figure skater, Narumi Takahashi. I'm so thankful to her. Akanebanashi Yuki Suenaga. I streamed everything everywhere all at once. That was a crazy movie. Blue Box Koji Miura. I, I talked to my friend about which would we choose if it was all we could eat, curry or stew. I'd probably go with stew. Jujutsu Kaisen Gege Akutami. Yorozu's face hadn't changed, so she couldn't repair her flesh by resuming transformation. Sakamoto Days Yuto Suzuki. I love using ice to make a drink really cold. It goes down so easy. 
My Hero Academia Kohiro Koshi. I was thinking how manga is great because you don't need electricity to read it. My phone ran out of battery while I was out. <laughs> uh, Mama Yuyu Yoshihiko Hayashi. I want to freeze my joy and preserve it. Then when I get sad, I can microwave it for a minute at 500 watts. Wow. Miraboko Shuhimiyazaki. Jumpu T is doing a Sakamoto Days collab. I'm really tempted to try and roll for Asaragi. Kagurabachi's Takeru Hokazono. The convenience store food sides I eat every third day were out of stock again. I can't survive. You got this, homie. You got this. You blowing up now. It's your turn, dog. The time is now. The time is now. I must go. It's time to get out. Yo, if you rock with my music real quick, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt out now on all streaming platforms. You dig? The Rise of Tim Roosevelt. Look it up. Yeah. We got Kenta Shinohara Witch Watch. My daughter is in second grade. She started creating manga with her friends. She says she's on art duty and that the storyboards are really hard. Kill Blue Taratoshi Fujimaki. When I get the mixed sandwich set from the convenience store, I eat them in order of ham, lettuce, tuna, egg. Meshin Yozakura Family Hitsuji Gandaira. I ordered clam onigiri from Bokoi Meshi Hompo and Muroran. They're really good. The Elusive Samurai Yusei Matsui. I went to the Yomiuri Giants game. Even though it was in the Tokyo Dome, the Chunichi fans were so amazingly passionate. Nue's Exorcist, Kota Kawai. I got some health tea from the convenience store. It wasn't too bitter, and I think it'll improve my health. Cypher Academy, Nisio Isin. Volume 4 comes out 10-4 in Japan. The Cypher poster that's included is beautiful. Go cop that if you like the series. Martial Master Asumi, Kawada. Volume 1 goes on sale 10-4 in Japan. There's lots of bonus art. Please check it out. Yo, do they got the same editor that said, yo, promote your volume? <laughs> the Nich- yeah, somebody said too, because even Ichinose Family Deli Sins. Volume 4 will be releasing on 10-4 in Japan. Check it out if you have the chance. Yeah, they, they trying to get them sales up. And Icehead Gill by Equal Hachia. They created a voice comic. It's so amazing to hear the characters talking. I'm so grateful. Yeah, and he's dead last again. I'm willing to bet the next cancellation will be Icehead Gill. He probably survived because they already lost Black Clover and a few others, but... Not looking bueno there, mate. And we will close this bad boy off with the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of your boy, Jose underscore care. And let's see here. At 46, Sakamoto Days, Volume 13. In 24 days, 96. Good stuff. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, Volume 21. At 1.7 million with 10.7 this week. Damn, that volume been out since 2022 and it's still selling. That's interesting. And uh, the character on the cover makes me believe that the latest chapters is selling volumes too. <laughs> People are going back and like, yo, I got to buy that volume again, though. What the hell? Uh, so kudos on that. Uh, the Jojo Lands, Jojo Part 9, Volume 1, still on the charts with 11.2 this week, bringing its total to 243K. Okay, I like to see it. I like to see it. Yeah, get Jojo's on the charts. Let's do it. Uh, let's see. We got places 40 through 31. Jeez, Louise, number 39. Isekai NTR. What the hell, fam? What the hell? <laughs> we got Kengan Omega, Volume 18, 6 days, 12K. I don't know. I felt like sharing that. Why not? Let's see what else. We got, we got Fun Karano Saikyo Otoko, Volume 4. Why that look like Asta a little bit from Black Clover? The character in the middle. <laughs> Then we got a 31, Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 22 with 13.3 this week, bringing its total to 1.5 milli. Still going strong, baby, let's go. Oh, I forgot the, the anime is doing Jujutsu Kaisen right now. So yeah, it's going to bring in sales as well from the anime. Uh, but places 30 through 21, let's see, we got at number 25, Kanojo Okarishimasu Volume 33 in 11 days. 
43.8k you stretch it out girl you got this we got march comes in like a lion volume 17 in 27 days 400k big bid stuff at number 21 solo leveling volume 14 mind you that is not a japanese comic but it's still doing numbers because in three days it did 17.7k and when that anime comes sales will probably skyrocket we'll have back volumes galore places 20 through 11 we got irumakum volume 34 in 18 days it did 137k Good stuff there. Jujutsu Kaisen latest volume, volume 23, did 21.2 this week, bringing its total to 1.3 milli. Great work for Jujutsu Kaisen. We got Chojin X latest volume at number 11 in uh, volume 7 in 6 days. It did 33.2. Not the greatest. And yet again, another demonstration of why I, I say manga sales have, have fallen. Manga sales have definitely dropped because let's jump to the top 10. Top 10, top 10, top 10. Let's look at top 10. Yomi no Sugai in 13 days at number 9 on the charts with only 36.8k. I mean, granted, you know, the total 148k, it's doing very well. But to be in the top 10 and only doing 36k... Something is wrong. Manga sales have definitely went way back, well before what we was doing during the like COVID pandemic or whatnot. Like these are, I'm not sure if this is like 2018, 2017, but sales have definitely dipped a lot. And people say manga, like manga may be blowing up internationally or, you know, globally, shall I say. But in terms of like home in Japan, sales aren't doing the greatest. Now, I don't know if this uh, accounts for digital sales and maybe digital sales would tell a different tale but they really should include digital sales because you know uh, look blue lock episode nagi volume 3 at number 8 in 11 days it did 126k with 37.5 this week it's like what what's going on here uh we got the slime series volume 24 17 days it did 345k with 47 this week mystery to luna kare volume 13 in 17 days did 346 big numbers with 51.6 this week we got Space Brothers in three days, volume 43, 74.7. Good stuff there. Uh, so So No Free Air in volume 11 in 10 days, 213K with 75.6. Like, if this was two years ago, you're not cracking top 10 without 100,000 plus. That's why I say sales are low. Because these, are, these aren't bad sales by any means. But in comparison to the last two years, sales are lowered. Let me clarify on that one. And then at number one, Blue Lock, volume 26, 11 days, 83.8 this week with a total of 244K. That is why Blue Lock is one of the highest selling manga of the year. The highest selling manga, unless something changes. Big ups to Blue Lock. But yeah, people, that's all we have for this episode. I'm Tim. Thanks for watching. And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace in. And you guys just watched another episode of Forever News. Have an awesome day. Please hit that subscribe button and that bell. I'd greatly appreciate it. And check out my new album, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt, out now. Link in the description below. Thank you so much. And yeah, till next time. Have an awesome day. Thought it would have been, wish it would have been. Acting like I'm fine is getting harder to pretend. I said, thought you would have been, wish you would have been. Maybe I was wrong, it was me.